now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Hope you're well. Patrons just got a little bit of a bonus, so sign up for that if you want to hear. I don't know what happened with my brain there, but I'm just talking things out. And uh, did it mean anything? I'm not sure. No, I'm actually trying to figure out why. Now my sound isn't working suddenly. I don't know what happened. Right before I started recording, it was fine. Now it's not. So we're going to figure that out, hopefully, at some point today. And uh, we're also going to talk about political jobs we'd hold because, uh, well, I saw some things in the news, and it reminded me that uh, I want to ask this question. So we'll talk about that. We have uh, a nice little, uh, little detour of a news story about money laundering. So we'll talk about that. That's a quick one, but I do want to mention it because it made me laugh. And we'll do some sports, of course. We got some NFL playoff action. The Baseball Hall of Fame ballot has been announced. I will talk about taking pictures of people in public. And I think that is that. All right? Great. Perfect. Sounds good. Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. How many times can I do that before you're tired of it? No, I can still keep going? Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. But the first thing we are doing today, again, I hope you're well. Hope things are going great on your end. Hope you're staying warm or cool or dry or I don't know. Whatever uh, whatever weather you like, whatever uh, level of comfort you enjoy, I hope you're finding a way to reach that today. Does that work? No? Okay. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> Off to a great start. So, First things first for today, we have a song from New Friends. The band is called Glimmers. You can find more from them at glimmersband.com. That's G-L-I-M-M-E-R-S band.com. And shout out to Maddie on Twitter. who. Uh, so I tagged the band Glimmers. Said, hey, who do I have to talk to? Because uh, there was no option to message them directly. So I said, who do I have to talk to to play some Glimmers music on the show? And Maddie jumped in. She was like, hey. She tagged the lead singer, whose name is Maggie and said, hey, help Pat out with this, like get featured on the show. I don't know if like it was for them or for me. I think it was more for me to be able to feature the song. So Maddie, thank you very much. And Maggie said, yes, email me. So I did. And uh, she sent me two songs. So thanks to Maggie. Thanks to Maddie for the connection. I don't know if either of you will listen to the show, but I appreciate you all the same. So there we go. Again, glimmersband.com. They are on tour now or they're going on tour soon. Should we look that up? Let me see. They're going. They just announced the tour with uh, another band I featured, the Home Team, I believe, and they are from Atlanta. I got it right. I got it right from Atlanta, Georgia. All right, let me see the tour. When is the tour starting? February, February fifteenth. Looks like the uh, the tour kicks off for the U.S. Are they coming anywhere near Philadelphia? Not that I'd be able to go, but they are not. Ah, oh, damn. Not really. They're going to Pittsburgh. That's not close to me even a little bit. So that stinks. Oh, well. So go see them. Go tell them I sent you. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll remember who. Maybe Maggie will remember who I was. All right. Anyway, February 15th, their tour kicks off. So again, glimmersband.com for more from them. Get your tickets. Go see them. Go say hi. 
tell them, hey, I think you're great. And then they'll say, thanks, and you'll move along. I don't know. Maybe that's how it worked for me. Anyway, Pat, shut up. Just play the damn song. You're right. You are right. This is their latest, I believe. Yeah, we did this. We got two. We'll play the latest one now for, you know, promotion and whatnot. And then, you know, a month from now, we'll play the other one. Maybe two months. I don't know. Does that sound good? Sound good? Great. Glimmers, our new friends. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? No, Pat, it's a slow intro. You got you to gotta cool it. You're right. Bring it back. Bring it back. Glimmersband.com. Their latest. This is called Midas Touch. It's the Melty Pack. We're coming right back. He's got that Midas touch Always makes me feel a rush Of emotion Whether it was good or bad If I was content or mad Oh God, it was something Now I think I've gotten pretty good At playing the part But I think I might be broken When it comes to my heart I never learned Just There you have it, our new friends, Glimmers, with their latest Midas Touch. It's the Melty Pat, the next level network, glimmersband.com for more from them. Thank you very much. Add a little bit on that one. I like it. Little riff there. Had fun with it. No, does that not work? Are they not gonna they're not gonna come on the show now? Okay, well. We tried. We had fun. 
You know, my thanks to Maddie. My thanks to uh, to Maddie for the connection, to Maggie for the songs, to Glimmers for the okay. How's that work? We good? We okay? Did we redeem ourselves? No? All right. Um, I'm sure it's fine. Right, Pat? It's not fine. You're a jerk. All right. Jeez. Glimmersband.com. Go see him on tour. <laughs> Go see him on tour. Tell him I sent you, and they'll say, that guy? Ugh. All right. We're good. Glimmers, Midas Touch, love it. Go get it where you get your songs and uh, go let them know. All right, let them know you love it. Don't mention me, just let them know you love it. All right, great. Let's go with the show. How about we do that? Does that sound good? Wonderful. All right. (laughs) All right, so update from last week or the week before. I mentioned I was trying to, now I have a new sound issue to work out, which I'll have to, I don't know what I'll do, but um, I was trying to figure out for a couple of weeks how I can listen to both of my PCs at the same time. So my personal PC and my work PC. So I didn't have to keep switching headphones for calls because it was tedious and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I realized there had to be a way to do this. So I bought a little cable, um, a little headphone splitter and that it worked, but I got a lot of static on the, you know, when I plugged in the second adapter thing, I'm like, all right, well, I don't want that. I can't listen to that all day. So the guy who I was talking to was like, hey, you should get, we need to get you a line mixer. I'm like, well, I actually have a mixer. Now I just got to figure out how to get the sound from one to play through the other. Because I have the cables. Because when I bought, um, so when I started this podcast, well, I was still doing a live show. And I bought this mixer, little USB mixer. It was 40 bucks and I found a gift card. So I paid like 20 for it. And um, it does the job. It's not great, but it did the job for a while when I was doing this show and then it's doing the job now. And then in like 20, so that was 2014, 2015. So like 2016, I bought another mixer, a bigger one, more inputs. I bought a bunch of microphones and all kinds of other stuff that, you know, I didn't know if I was going to need it or not. I bought a bunch of cables cause I didn't know, you know, which way, which uh, things to connect. And it turns out uh, I didn't need all of them, but, uh, and again, that served its purpose and that uh, I could probably still use that if I need, uh, but then the interface is now, it does more, but also it's now presented me with a couple of problems. So I got to, <laughs> I got to figure that out. But um, I bought a bunch of cables cause I didn't know what kind of connections I was going to need. And I bought these, um, these long cables that go from, you know, quarter inch audio, you know, left, right channel to RCA. So like the red, white cable, if you've played I don't know, Nintendo 64 or something, when you plug in, or if you have a stereo, I guess, the red and white cables are for audio. And so it connects to that on the mixer because my mixer has those red and white inputs. So it connects to that on the mixer and then run it through uh, and connect the other end to the other side of the mixer. And and the guy from one place was like, hey, you should be able to run it through the headphone jack. And I tried that and nothing happened. And so I'm talking to the support people and they're like, hey, just run it through the microphone channel and that should work. And I'm like, that seems so simple. And why am I so dumb that I couldn't figure that out? But it works. That's exactly what I needed. And so I'm happy that, uh, that I kept these cables around because it turns out I needed them. Cause I had them also like in a separate place. Cause I was ready to sell them. Cause I didn't really need them. And it turns out I needed one. So I'm glad I kept them. And, uh, I'm glad I, I almost sold this little mixer too. So I'm glad I kept that as well. Um, so there you go. That's my story. I finally learned how I want I don't want to say figured out cuz I didn't figure it out on my own, but I finally learned how to not have to switch 
headphones for work calls. And it's pretty great. Just a little inconvenience that took some, uh, some extra know-how that I now know how. All right, hold on one second. And through the magic of editing, we are back. Had a phone call. See, that actually leads right into what I was talking about because now I can hear my work phone ring in my headphones and not have to worry about missing a call or switching things or anything like that. So, yeah, we're good. See, it all worked out in the end. Or not, because I, I don't know why I, I can't now record separate tracks and I have to stop things. I don't know what's going on. Anybody know how this audio interface works? It's the Audience Evo 8. Anybody know what I'm doing wrong? All right. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> Pat, we don't care about that. You're right. You are right. So I saw the news recently, and I know I don't usually do a lot of politics on this show for a good reason, but this led me to a question I, that I asked you. So I feel it relevant to bring it up. So I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm watching the uh, little bit of news coverage about the Speaker of the House vote and how somehow it took 15 tries. And I don't really know how that happened. You know, I don't know why it took them 15 votes to figure out what to do. And I didn't, I, somebody's going to email me like, well, actually they did this and this. And thank you for informing me. Um, I'm sure someone will, but I, I didn't look into it. I just saw 15 votes out of this guy. He finally got it, whatever. Um, so I'm looking, I'm like, man, how hard can that job be that these people can't decide which one to, to go with? Like how, I guess, how important is that job, number one, and how hard can it be? Well, I didn't look into the first part, but I looked into what they do, and the Speaker of the House presides over all the issues that come to the House floor, all the legislation that goes to the House floor, and they have to vote on it, and the Speaker of the House will preside over that and make sure things run smoothly. I'm like, okay, I mean, I could, I could do that, right? Can I do that? You stand up there, you get a gavel. That's pretty cool, right? Like, oh, we're doing this today. Let's vote on this. And then, you know, you have people who vote either yay or nay or no vote or just say that they're there, which is not a vote, which I don't understand that part of it. Just don't vote, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't know the distinction between, and someone who knows more about this process, um, you can all, when you're enlightening me about Speaker of the House, let me know the distinction between not voting or like abstaining from a vote and just voting present. Someone let me know what the, I guess, what the strategy is there. Anybody know that? All right. Um, so I'm like, I could do that. Speaker of the House, that's, I could do that job, right? Yeah. And then I saw that Joey B, not that Joey B, the other one, that his chief of staff uh, retired or resigned or left to go do something else. I don't, I don't know. Um, so the chief of staff left the position. I'm like, I could probably do that too, right? Like the chief of staff is like the point man of the the cabinet, right? You over, You get to you know, be the one all the information goes through. Like, you, nobody talks to the president before you talk to me or whatever it is. I'm like, I could do that. I'm kind of like that point man on my job now. Like, I'm kind of the guy in my unit who is like, yep, you got a question? Talk to that guy. So just increase my salary and my benefits by a whole lot and uh, and let's go. So let me be, maybe not Speaker of the House, but let me be Chief of Staff. I could do that, right? And then that got me thinking, about what I wanted to ask you for this week, if you could hold any political office, because I thought I could do these things, right? Um, which position would you take? Like, if you had a choice between any of the political offices that you could hold, which one would you pick? Dave said supreme leader. I like that. See, that's the thing where, like, you're supreme leader, so you get to lord over everything, but also you have the influence to delegate. 
right? You don't actually have to do any of the work. Like you stand up there maybe once a while, once in a while and just remind everybody that you're there, right? But everything else, like you have a guy or, or a girl or whoever, right? Be like, yep, you're going to do that for me. I'm going to go sit here and enjoy my whatever it is. I like that one because that's the dream, right? You get all the all the power, none of the real responsibility. That's that's good, right? Uh, Keith says, is Lord High Executioner a real position or just one I invented in a fever dream after being forced to watch a certain phone news phone news news channel at the gym? Um, never mind the fact that I couldn't say the word faux or faux faux pas. Um, I committed a faux pas trying to pronounce that word for some reason. Let's throw that out and say I'll allow it. I will let that in. I will let that one in. So if you would like to be Lord High Executioner, uh, whatever that entails, you can do that. You absolutely can. Thank you. Shawnee One Ball says, Home Secretary, you just spend the whole time denying lifers parole. Wow. So you, okay, walk me through this. So you sit at your desk, you have an office, I'm guessing, and people come in or like, maybe not even people come in, but you get applications or just a bunch of forms and you have to say yes or no. And you just spend the whole time saying no. Like you just stamp it and put it in another pile. Like it goes in, it goes, (laughs) somebody puts it in your inbox you look at it, you put a stamp on it, and then put it in the outbox, and that's it? That sounds like an easy job, and you probably get paid a lot, don't you? Or is that like a clerical position where you don't get paid as much, but you do like important work, kind of? No? All right. Uh, Lockjaw says, Governor General of Canada, the king's official representative in Canada. I like it. I pretty much do nothing, show up to big events, get paid lots of money, and everyone has to call me Your Excellency. I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. It's like a figurehead almost. That's perfect. Thank you. That's, well, it's not perfect, but it's that's a good one. I like it. Savio says, President, so I can legalize the metric system. There we go. We should. We should. They tried in America in the in like the 70s or 80s or maybe earlier, and uh, I think it was determined Americans are too dumb and or stubborn to figure that out. So I may fall under both. I may fall under both of those. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right, we're a little close there. Sorry, a little too close to the microphone. I'm trying to read this stuff. Uh, Fry says, probably something on a local level. The higher up you go, the more you have to compromise, i.e. the higher the risk of your own slow corruption. That's true. I feel like the sweet spot, and actually I think the maybe the perfect one is the one we're going to end with, but... Um, I feel like the sweet spot, like if you want to actually affect change politically, you have to, like the highest that you really want to go before you're beholden to lobbyists is like town council, right? Or like state senate, right? Because if you go to, you know, Congress or or senate in the nation, right? If you go to the, the big senate, I guess, I just, I'm just thinking of the office whenever Angela said, oh, me and the senator and Oscar chimes in, state senator. Uh, <laughs> so there's clearly a difference. But I feel like that's like once you get into the actual DC world, I'm just let's keep this Americanized because I'm an idiot. Um, I feel like once once you get, you know what? Let's we could expand that. Once you get to a national level politically, there are more people who are going to say, "Hey, hey, come here, come here, hey, come here, come here." If you do this, I can do this for you. I can help you get your seat if you promise to do this for me. You know, grease and palms and whatnot. So. Yeah, that's fair. So you kind of want to stay below a certain point so you don't get sucked in, right? But you're also, 
at least in it enough where you can hopefully make a bit of a difference. Does that make sense? Did any of that make sense? Anybody still following what's going on? I'm not. I'm, I'm out. Uh, Jen says, Secretary of Education, hashtag on brand. Well, you'd certainly be better than the, uh, the one woman who was on there for a while. Um, well, Jen, you're great, but uh, really just a shot at the other woman who had all the yachts and wanted to, who'd never been inside a school or something like that, whatever her name was, Betsy something or other. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't like her that much that I forgot her name. No, that's, well, whatever. Anyway, Jen, yes, be Secretary of Education. You should do that. What does that entail, by the Like, what is the actual job of Secretary of Education? Should we look that up? Let's see. Well, the current Secretary of Education is a Dr. Khalid, Khalid Mumnin. Mumit, Mumit, Mumin, Mumin. Um, oh, that's the state. I'm sorry. That's the state of, that's for Pennsylvania. All right, I want to go, let's go national. That's fun, though. I, all I did was Google Secretary of Education, and the first one that came up was the doctor who was nominated for Pennsylvania. Okay. That's not, okay, not what I wanted. All right, sec, you know, here we go. United States Secretary of Education is Miguel Cardona. There you go. We're learning. We're all learning today. Principal advisor to the President of the United States. And the federal government, oh, I'm sorry. It, that, I swear that was a sentence. Principal advisor to the president and federal government on policies, programs, and activities related to all education in the U.S. Okay. And also, fun fact, the secretary of, of education is number 16 in the line of succession to the presidency. Okay. Interesting. There we go. There we go. All right. So that's your... All right. So all the education stuff, what is the function here? This is all from Wikipedia, by the way, which I... Recommend if you uh, read Wikipedia at any point during the day or week, uh, throw them a couple bucks. There you go. All right. Federal influence over education policy and heads of the Department of Education. I don't really know what that means, but I guess if I could have this Miguel Cardona on the show, we could ask about it, right? Like, what exactly do you do? What do you, <laughs> what would you say you do here? Should we look up line of succession for the, uh, for the presidency? Now I'm curious. I remember I made a joke when Linda McMahon was in the cabinet. How many, how many people have to go before, we, before we get to Lin, President Linda McMahon? And it was like twenty people or something like that. Um, okay, so we go, you know, it goes President, Vice President, then Speaker of the House, then President Pro Temporo. Is that how you say that? I don't know what that is. Secretary of State, Treasury, Defense, Attorney General. Oh, all right. Uh, Secretary of the Interior. I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> Not any of them. Like, I don't know what a lot of these things do. Okay, so this makes me think of uh, Designated Survivor when Tom Kirkman, played by Kiefer Sutherland, was the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. He's number 13 in the line of succession. So that's 12 people who were in the in the chambers when the thing happened, if you've never, if you've, Seen designated survivor. Um, I like how, so in this chart, I'm going to get off this in a second. I was just curious. In this chart, it lists the party, and they're all Democrats except for Kevin McCarthy, who's a Republican, and Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, is unknown, and Attorney General Merrick Garland is also unknown. What do you mean, unknown? I feel like if you're in the federal government, like you should, we should know that, right? Shouldn't we know what your thing is? All right, anyway. Can we, Hatch, shut up. No one cares. Get back to the thing. Yeah, I don't know how we... Well, I know how we got on 
to this thing is because I just keep thinking of random things and decide, hey, let's look this up for once. Um, thank you, Fry. That led me down a nice rabbit hole. Oh, man. All right. Um, or Jen, rather. Jen Fry, whoever said that thing. Uh, Chad says, Vice President. Again, we're on political jobs you would take if you had a pick. Um, Chad says, Vice President, largely a figurehead who gets to walk around glad-handing while everyone around him, the president included, does the heavy lifting of all political matters. Sign me up for that. That's good. I like that. I like that. Vice president's a good pick, plus you're a heartbeat away from being president, um, which can be good or bad. But I think the winner here, and I know I started this saying I could be Speaker of the House and Chief of Staff, but I, I've said this a couple times on the show, or at least I've said it publicly, maybe on other platforms, about how I would like to be a Supreme Court justice. And our friend Supreme Elijah Wan laid out exactly why this is the best one to do, or at least why he would do it. And I think I agree 100% why this one is great. So he gave us a bunch of reasons here. He said it's a lifetime gig, impossible to be fired. Your staff does all the work, and most ambitious lawyers in the country throw themselves at you to be their clerks and write all your opinions while you take all the credit. Uh, there are zero checks and balances, so it's very easy to supplement your $265,000 salary with dark money. Uh, you get to pick and choose what cases you take, which I think is great. Like, I don't want to talk about that. We don't want to rule on that. Let's do something else. And uh, finally, maybe the most important part of this, you get a sleek black robe. I mean, that's great. Like, if you get uh, appointed to the Supreme Court at, like, 40, you're good. Like, you can... You can like, how many years... Would you like say, all right, 265, you're 40. Let's say you want to work till you're 60. What's that, $5.3 million? Just just doing whatever it is the Supreme Court does. It's not even including like other things on the side you could do. Because again, no checks and balances for the Supreme Court. Like who cares? I love it. That is great. Give me, sign me up. You know what? Vice president sounds, sounds okay. Chief of staff, you could be the point man, do all that stuff. You know, speaker of the house. All right, cool. I mean, Nancy Pelosi did that. She was like 88 or whatever. So you could do that, right? But yeah, give me uh, Supreme Court justice. That's what I want. Because it's not a, you're not elected, you're appointed. You know, whether or not that's uh, that's a good thing, depending on who uh, who appoints the people, That's we can debate that if you'd like. Um, but you're not elected, so there's no there's no chance to be ousted with another, with someone else getting more votes than you. You are uh, appointed for life for some reason, and now you <laughs> like nobody really checks on what you do. You just do whatever you just do your thing, and people want to do the work for you, which I love. So sign me up if I'm taking a pick here, which I will. Supreme Court justice, there we go. All right, we were gonna do uh, a segment on taking pictures of people in public, but I think what I'll do instead. Uh, I will save that for next week because that uh, this actually took a long time. So I don't want to do a lot more work on the back end. So next week, we will talk about taking pictures of people in public. And I want to hear from you. Um, do you do this? Or has your picture been taken without your knowledge and or consent and shared in some way? Let me know. Okay. Oh, so yeah, let me know about that. But also in uh, in the process of looking up this new stuff for the show for this question, and all that. Uh, I saw this news story briefly that an FBI official was arrested for money laundering and other things. But I want to focus on the money laundering because 
I need to know how much you need to make before you decide that you don't need to launder money. Like before you decide you don't need to get money from some other uh some other venture. Right? Because this dude probably was making what? $175,000 a year at least in the FBI, right? So that's you make a lot of money, you're a senior official in the for the federal government, you're making a lot of money. So I'm wondering like I think if I if I was making 175, $180,000 a year, I wouldn't have to be uh let's call it so strapped for cash I'd want to launder money and get involved with some shady stuff. I feel like, and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not looking into this full story and there's more to it, but I feel like I'd be set with $180,000 a year, right? What's your number? What? How much would you have to make in order to say, you know what, maybe we don't have to do the illegal stuff and we're good. We can, we can sit, on our, sit on our piles of money together, right? What's your number? Is it 180, 265, like the Supreme Court? Is it 300? What's your annual salary that you could be comfortable with, you'd be fine with, uh, and not have to worry about money laundering or things of that nature? All right, let me know about that. So let me know that. And uh, if you have or uh, have had your picture taken, if you have taken the picture or had yours taken uh, in public without your knowledge, because I want to talk about that next week. Okay? All right, we'll do sports. First, I need a drink, and I, we got to reset things here. So we'll be right back. Alrighty, and we're back. We're going to do some sports, and then we're going to go. Yeah, we, we, we're going to do the other thing, but uh, I spent a lot of time on the politics question. So, <laughs> so we're not going to do that just yet. We'll push that back a week. That's fine. Um, yeah, so let me know about all those things that I said. All right, if you hate sports, thanks for coming. I'll talk to you next time. Go have fun. Be safe. Don't be dumb. Check out glimmersband.com for more from them and uh, themouthpat.com for more from me. All right, great. For the rest of us, let's do NFL playoffs. We have the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC Championship and the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC Championship. These, I think, are the four best teams in the league right now. And, you know, you can argue other teams, but I think as it stands now and how they were playing down the stretch, um, especially with the 49ers and Bengals, respectively. I think these are the four best teams. There's no like, oh, I can't believe this team could go to the Super Bowl. I think these all four of these teams could win the Super Bowl, if we're being real. I love the 49ers' defense. I love Brock Purdy. I think he's been great. It's been fun to watch. Um, the Eagles getting healthy. I like it. They're at home. Big game. I This game's going to be really fun. Um, who did I pick? Did I already write down a pick for this? I don't want to go against what I said, what I already wrote down. I think I picked the Eagles. I did. I did pick the Eagles. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like they like they can run the ball. You can run on San Fran. or you, Well, who was I listening to the other day that said, oh, I think this, you know, this team matches up well. I think it was – I don't remember who it was. But, anyway, um, the Eagles can run the ball. They also have some pretty good receivers, I would say. And healthy Jalen Hurts is only going to get better. So – I like this matchup um, all the way around, but give me the Eagles at home. Brock Purdy has to look normal eventually. I think, uh, and I think he'd rather, if you're the 49ers, if you're a 49ers fan, right, would you rather have Brock Purdy look normal and have a bad game in the NFC title game or in the Super Bowl? Like on one hand, you make the Super Bowl and that's great, but then he does, uh, he pulls a Jared Goff or a, a Rex Grossman 
and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why this guy's never been at the Super Bowl before. doesn't really apply because Brock Purdy's a rookie. But would you rather have that or like, hey, he won seven or eight games in a row, whatever it was, and he got us all the way to the NFC title game. That's pretty good. We can build on that, right? I feel like as a 49ers fan, I would rather, if he's going to have, and this is assuming that Brock Purdy at some point is going to have a stinker, right? He's going to have a bad game and and not be not be able to uh, to pull it out. I'd rather have that happen in the NFC title game than the Super Bowl because you don't want to get all the way to the Super Bowl and lose, right? That's no fun. Well, I, I'm a Ravens fan. They've won both of their Super Bowl appearances. So uh, appearances, I don't know what happened there. Um, so I don't know what that's like, but I would assume because then the Ravens uh, just stink and don't make the playoffs or don't make the Super Bowl again but <laughs> for 12 more years. But I think I would rather have uh, have the bad game in the NFC title game and go, okay, we can build on this, than, oh, man, we lost the Super Bowl. Like That's worse, right? Right, so give me the Eagles in the NFC and uh, Bengals-Chiefs. Uh, the Bengals are hot. They haven't lost in like two months, and Patrick Mahomes is a little hobbled. It's a concern. But also, due to dumb sports rules, because the Bengals eliminated the Ravens, I have to ride with the Bengals all the way. But also, I think the Bengals can win this game. They have beaten the Chiefs the last three times they played, and so they have. there is something to be said for that, I would think. Two times or three times, whatever it was. There's something to be said for that, and the Bengals just, they don't care. They don't care where they have to go, who they have to play, what they have to do. They're going to go out, they're going to handle business, and, uh, and they're going to get things done. That said... The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, so you can't count them out. But, I, uh, you know, everybody said when the Chiefs traded or whatever they did with uh, Tyreek Hill, like, oh, Chiefs aren't going to be nearly as explosive or nearly as good. And here they are, a win from the Super Bowl. So maybe uh, that wasn't actually that big of a deal because the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. Did they? Or no, did they? Hold on. They did. And they lost to the Bills. Okay. Um, the point is, the Chiefs are good. Even with an injured or, or a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Bengals are hot. They're on fire. So my Super Bowl pick, Eagles-Bengals, mark it down. Yeah, should be a good weekend of games. Should be a good couple of games on Sunday. So go whoever you like. Uh, if you're doing fantasy, if they still do like daily fantasy things, uh, good luck. If you're putting money down, good lucker. And um, again, if you're playing in the games, uh, have fun. Don't get hurt and come on the show. All right. All right. There you go. There's your football. We had a the Baseball Hall of Fame. The ballot has been released and we have one name going in. That's right. Your man and mine, Scott Rowland. Congratulations. Like he's going to listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you can argue like, oh, does he have Hall of Fame numbers? Is he, is he whatever? At this point, he got voted in, so it, it's on some level, a lot of guys and girls decided that, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. I love it. He's my favorite Phillies player ever. Um, then he went on to play for the Cardinals, Reds, Blue Jays. Did he play for somebody else? I forget. Uh, I just looked at it this morning and already forgot. That's where my brain is. So congratulations to Scott Rowland, one of the best third basemen um, ever, I guess, right? Certainly in Phillies history, certainly... Uh, in his generation, a uh, big fan, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for this. I like this. So he'll be enshrined with Fred McGriff, who was voted in 
with the contemporary or by the contemporary era committee uh, in December. So two guys I watched uh, in my childhood, one for my team, one crushed my team every time he played them. Uh, Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland are your Hall of Famers. Uh, there are more, but um, I guess on the writer's ballot, Scott Rowland is the guy. I um, I don't like when only one person gets in on the writer's ballot because, and I really, I've said this before, so I won't really dive into it here now, but I think if you submit a blank ballot, you should not be able to vote again. Because I think there's no way in my mind that you can look at this entire ballot of players and say, none of you are good enough to go in the Hall of Fame. You know, put whatever personal things there are, like just look at their numbers and say, there's no way none of you are, nope, none of you are good enough to go in the Hall of Fame. I just think that's ridiculous. And it's a dumb little like protest move that these people do. And I hate it. And it happens every year. People who uh, publicize their ballots and they, they're blank because whatever reason, but I just feel like if you look at this ballot or any ballot and you say, nope, none of these people deserve to go in the Hall of Fame, I just I don't like that. I, I think it's more of a more of a move for yourself than for the Hall or for whatever the case might be. I just think it's a dumb little like power move. Like, look what I can do. I can make sure that, you know, these guys don't get in because I don't vote for them and they don't get enough votes to get in. I just think it's so dumb. Um so if you submit a blank ballot, there we go. How's that? Does that work? <laughs> I hope so, because that's all I got to say. All right, we're good. That's all the sports and stuff that I have to tell you. All right, coin that. We'll start somewhere else. Here we go. We'll turn it over to the captain. Hope he's available to do the thing, to tell us all about what's going on with the fly guys. I don't know what's happening anymore. Oh, geez. Good sir. The floor is yours. He's going to tell us about the flyers. My my man, please be there and save me from this. (laughs) The floor is yours, my friend. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans, Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Ooh, yeah. Woo, guys. The Flyers remain in the middle of the pack. It's infuriating, I know, but this is what we're along the ride for. We're here to see what this team is all about. We're here to see John Tortorella can turn this young core with some veterans sprinkled in if you can turn this into a contender type of team they're middling there i get it let's take a look at the recap so the flyers ended up losing at home versus the blackhawks four to one on thursday followed it up with a win on saturday two to one in detroit against the red wings but came back home on sunday losing to winnipeg five to three then the flyers on tuesday took it to the kings they ended up losing four to three in overtime but that game really was an encapsulation of how the season has been the flyers were ahead made some mistakes gave up some leads and then ended up losing it in overtime i get there were some questionable calls at the end there that's going to happen in games it's going to happen during the season but good teams close games so i'm hoping they got some lessons learned in that game so they can continue to build the flyers looking ahead they're going to take on minnesota in minnesota on thursday then they're going to follow it up in winnipeg on saturday then bringing it home on monday to take on the islanders the flyers currently sitting second to last in the metropolitan division still there however the point spread to get up to third in the metro division is only an eight point spread so the flyers can continue to climb if they can continue to build on a strong game 
set that they've been pulling together. They've had some stumbles recently, but the Flyers have shown signs of brilliance. I understand Carter Hart seems inconsistent. I, we're hoping he can become the goalie we always thought he would be. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to give him that time. He's still a young kid, so we'll see how he finishes this season out. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio. And there you have it. Thank you, my friend. Or not, in which case, the Melting Pad, the Next Level Network. So there you go. We are all good to go. Yeah, I'm done. All right. We're good. It's over. We're done with the show. We made it. My thanks to Glimmers for the tune. Midas Touch, go get it where you get your tunes, glimmersband.com. They're going on tour starting in February, so go check them out. Go see them. Go do all the things. Uh, my thanks to everybody who weighed in on the political jobs that you would take. Uh, sign me up for Supreme Court Justice post-haste. That sounds great. Um, yeah, let me know if... Um, oh, what's your uh, what's the highest salary that you could get where you'd say, you know what, I don't need to launder money. And also, let me know if you take pictures of strangers or if your picture was taken without your knowledge and or consent, because we're going to talk about that next week. All right? All right. It can be gross if you want, but I'm thinking more like somebody doing something funny and you ran, or somebody looks weird and you take a picture of them and it, it just bothers me. So we'll talk about that next week. All right? There you go. A little teaser for you for next time, because uh, I wrote it down for today and then I didn't think we were going to go that far with the politics slop. So... There we go. All right. Good luck with all the things you're doing this weekend. Have fun. Don't be dumb. And uh, we're good. Be well. All right. Why is my son yelling? I don't know. I got to go. All right. I should go figure that out. Okay. Bye. G-Lovin' Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. TheMeltingPat.com for more from me. There we go. All right. This has been an 8-point production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe, thank a veteran, wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated, and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network. Thank you so much. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, can I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice. Stop a fight from the top to a VK. Got a back row of swings, but cross got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some icing. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work. Glass some ice and a dash of a mint. It's my time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cold, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, space so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, 
girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there. The brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the ball. So every deck of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. Kinda thirsty. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah. I like cool beverage. Yeah. 